Hey, how's it going? This is Billy. And I'm Jen. And you are listening to Coffee Talk with Billy and Jen. Well, Cheers. hello. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. We say that every time. We oh. got to come up with a new intro line, in my opinion. Did you hear that slurp? Yeah, you're oh, drinking good. coffee. It's hey, thanks. so good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, happy, it's actually, what is the day for us? We're recording this on a Friday. And <laughs> you we'll had be, to really think about that. Yeah, well, yeah, it's been a long week. <laughs> you know, it's been one of them weeks. <laughs> or but, are um, you getting old? Oh, come on, man. 42. Okay. I think 42 is a new 22. Yeah, you look good. At the very least, it's a new 32. Uh, thank you for joining us, though. We're glad that you're tuning in. Well, it's been a great talk time. With Billy and Jen. Yeah, we're going to hit that coffee talk action. And uh, today we thought we'd have a lot of fun, and um, this is going to be a part two. This is our first part two. We did a we did a podcast a few weeks ago called "Somewhat Uncomfortable, Slightly Controversial, Seriously Funny Real and Life Questions." And listen at your own risk. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, it was my favorite one. I don't know what the people thought, but for me, it was a blast. You asked me. A close friend said she got so embarrassed she like covered her. Face with her hoodie while she was driving. She was so embarrassed <laughs> by that like, podcast. Did you die? <laughs> Are you dead? She's like, oh my um, god! How do you cover your face with your hoodie while driving? Well, you know, like over. Pretty the sure mouth. that's illegal. Um, you you came up. It was a few weeks ago. You came up with like thirty questions. You didn't you didn't prompt me, and you just we turned on the mics and you just went for it. And I answered as honestly because these are honest conversations as it's possible. The question game. We love and so now the question game. we flip the script, and I'm doing that. Oh. I'm gonna, I got, I don't know, I don't think I have 30, but I got some I'm questions I'm going to ask you. You have not been prompted. And the reason we do this is because um, this is all about honest conversations over coffee, which we do this all the time around our family. It's about fun. And Come our on. friends, exactly. And so we'll sit around um, bonfires, we'll sit around the fireplace, we'll sit around a coffee table, we'll sit around a restaurant table, um, and we'll, we'll sit around the beach or the pool. And we just literally come up with questions for each other. And what if this? What if this? It Have you ever? It's such a fun way to get to know someone. Yeah. I would suggest if you're going on a date or something, even if you're dating or married, like do the question game. It's fun. It's also an exercise in not taking yourself too seriously. Exactly. Which is such a huge... Um, As you're getting older, especially. It's a huge value for us. Yeah. Like we're just... We, um, we're going to laugh in life. I once had a friend say, if you're going to laugh about it five years from now, go ahead and laugh okay. now. now. So yeah. we kind of practice laughing and we come up with ways to laugh. I love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Look at that. Oh. I just made you laugh. Oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so I have. Like an evil, like sadistic laugh. <laughs> <laughs> you have way too much fun over here. Okay. I'm tons of fun. Did you just call me fat? I don't know how I feel about it. It's cool. I am fat. <laughs> I'm going to own that. Babe, you look great. You're not. Well, thank you. And you know, I like you with some some meat on your bones. You like me fluffy, huh? Yes. I get it. Um, there's a whole lot of man to love. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I do. Okay, I'm excited about this. Hopefully, my goal is to kind of get you embarrassed. Oh. You're very rarely embarrassed. If I could embarrass you in this Q&A session, I will, I will be a happy man. <laughs> Um, also, so dramatic. also, I'm thrilled because some of these will be serious questions. Okay, and I'm, you have so much to say. You're a brilliant woman, and I love you. And you look amazing today in your outfit. So <laughs> there's that. Do you want to take your shirt off? Oh my! Oh, that go. was the first question. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. All right. Starting with them, we'll, have, we'll have some speed questions, and then we'll have some serious questions. Okay, but I kind of want to just hit you, you with a few. Get us in a rhythm. Okay, you ready? Me. All right. What is your favorite holiday? Christmas. Okay, that's easy. What's your least favorite holiday? Oh, St. Patrick's. Patrick? How do you say it? St. Patrick's Day? <laughs> Say 
you said say patron's day. Patron's Pretty sure it's day. Patrick. We apologize to all like, people of Irish that. descent. Like, yeah, I like. I'm, so you hate you the get Irish? Pinched, I think that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Oh don't, man, people that's are offensive. pinching me. I'm like, this is not a good holiday. Okay. You don't like the color tradition. green, and you don't drink beer. I get okay. it. All right, uh, favorite place to eat? Oh, that's a great question. Um, I love purple. Um, Purple Cafe. Yeah, there's I, one. Yeah, Mexican. Like any like good Mexican. Okay, I'm down all uh, day every taco day. Taco trucks or Mexican restaurant. Mexican restaurants. Real Mexican or Tex-Mex. Like, I could do a little bit of both depending on what we're eating. Authentic Mexican or American Mexican. Probably more more Tex-Mex. So American. Oh, that's offensive. <laughs> okay, <laughs> moving on. How many times a week do you shower? <laughs> every day. Every day. Well, okay. to be honest, there are days that I'm like, oh, you know, wipe the pits, put some powder in the hair, and just, you know, move on. <laughs> Gross. When do you plan on taking your next shower? Just so I can put it on my calendar. <laughs> right after this podcast. Yes. Have you ever broken the law? Um, is stealing something breaking the law? That would be yes. <laughs> then yes. Yeah, that's a felony. <laughs> then yes. Did you steal a car or did you steal a candy bar? It was a piece. It was a, it was a roll of tape. And it was like a month ago. Oh my goodness! You're yes. a pastor. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the truth. Here's the truth. You. I have a candle lifted business that I started scotch six tape. Ago, and I needed to ship some candles, and I forgot tape. So I ran into the little lobby, grabbed the tape, went back out to like package it up, and then you like ship it off on your own, pay the postage, whatever. So I was going to go back and pay for the tape, but the line was like twenty people deep. I looked at the line, looked at my tape, and I'm like, eh, taking the tape. I thought I'll come back oh, and pay for it snap. next time I'm there. I know it's not. Healthy. You're human. In fact, it's not integrous, and I have paid for the tape. It's so very sexy. I'm, anyway, I love that about you. Truth. So naughty, um, <laughs> babe. We've been married for 22 years, <clears throat> going on 22 years. I'd like to say it's all been bliss. That would be a lie, but it's been pretty awesome. What is the most difficult thing about being married? That's a really good question and a little bit of a hard question for me. The most difficult thing. You know what? I, the probably the most difficult thing has been not necessarily adapting to you and who you are. But oh, like, it's all my fault. <laughs> okay, sorry. But like um, dealing with the things that affected me as a child that has affected our marriage. I think that's been the most difficult part. Okay. For me. Right. So it's actually more me. I'm the more difficult one in the in the union. Okay. Here. Well, this one kind of goes along with that. If you could snap your fingers and change one thing about yourself, what would you do? What would you change? I have no trust issues. Oh. Yeah. You would trust people more freely. Yeah, and, and that stems from some things in my childhood. Okay, a little personal. I don't know if I want to know the answer, but if you could snap your fingers and change one thing about me, what would it be? Um, that your glass is more ha- half full, not half empty. Offensive. <laughs> you have this little... And you're I, always saying mean things. You, is you're that so half, honest half <laughs> to the point where I'm sometimes like, yeah, but let's just believe. Let's just believe. But you believe. Not that you don't believe. So what you're saying is I'm grounded in reality. Yeah, and you're so grounded sometimes <laughs> that I think you can kind of overly do it. Does that, okay, I don't I'll, know if I'll that take makes that. Sense, but I, know, I know that you speak those painful words in love. that's not hurtful. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all good. Um, let me ask you this. Babe, you're super successful. And I don't need to go through your resume. I, I'm so impressed by you in yeah, life. Please. And you're successful in so many areas, whether it be in business or ministry, as a mom, as a wife, as a person, as a human, as a dancer. Um, yeah, you know. Um, Get it. If you had to choose one Get thing, it. if I would say, what's the secret to your success? If you had to choose one thing, what like would you one say? One word? No, not one word, one but thing? one thing. If it's a characteristic, um, if it's something like, what is one thing that has made? Consistency. Yeah. Just getting up every single day and doing it all over again. And that's the stuff no one wants to talk about. I don't care if it's raising your kids, 
exercise, the, the dream about your business you want to launch, getting up every day and doing it every single day. Wow. It produces a lot of good stuff. And you're, you're a picture of that. Um, next question. Do you want to pause this podcast real quick and go make love? I'm totally down. Pause. <laughs> and we're back. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Um, oh, that was God. awesome. We just the, lost I know for listeners. you guys, this is real time, but about five minutes has passed. All right. Okay. Um, if you could give one piece of advice to wives, what would that be? If you could only choose one piece of advice to w- women that are wives, not just women, but wives, what would it be? Women who are wives. Yeah. Being a wife. Being a wife. Like what's, um, what's a piece of advice? What's helped you be the amazing wife that you are? Don't take yourself too serious. Okay. Enjoy life. And um, go to counseling. Whoa. Yeah. That's specific. Why would you say that? Because I, I think every person deserves a shot at like dealing with the stuff that is the negative things and why. You know, like everyone has stuff that surfaces at some point, any season, if it's tragedy that causes it to surface, you know, the crap that surfaces. I would say go to counseling and don't take yourself too serious. Love it. Give them permission to go get help. All right. Um, as a woman, which you are, you, I'm a looking and I'm a liking. What is one thing men do that bothers you as a woman? Universally speaking. Uh, um, Sorry, pro- fellas. It's about to Probably if I feel a sense of like, I can't do it because I'm a woman. Oh, and I think that could be, and not that I've I have experienced that a ton, but that gets me going real good. Like I'm, I get fired up if if I have a sense of like I, they're projecting like it's because of your age or because you're a woman or because of this or because I just mm, it bothers me a lot. So okay. I don't know. That's maybe saying too much. Mental note. No, love it. I'm making sure that I never say that to you. <laughs> um, you married me at 17. <laughs> yes. True story. True story. Are you willing right now on air to admit that I practically raised you? That's a lie. <laughs> I picked up your socks, told you how to pick up your socks. I you practically raised you. were a child. You were a child. <laughs> okay. We raised each other. <laughs> we did. We raised each other. It's so true. Um, okay, but more on a serious note, would you recommend getting married at 17 or young like that? You know what? I, I don't recommend it, but you know what? You I don't. Wasn't, I, okay. It depends on if what 17 looks like for you. If you've got a really mature 17-year-old and you marry the right person, who am I to say you should or shouldn't? I just think... Right now in society, most 17-year-olds should not get married at 17. Yeah, yeah. I, I would agree. Yeah. Um, but let's say young. But 20... I've, seen, I've seen people who got married at 18, 19, and it's really worked well. I think there's a lot of factors to that. So, But typically, I would say don't get married at 17. It's very specific yeah, to the situation. Totally. Yeah, But as a whole. Okay. Um, you're a licensed pastor in our community. Um, why did you become a pastor? I think I just have a passion for people to help people. And I think that just spills out of area, every area of my life. Mm-hmm. I just have a passion to help people. Um, do you wrestle with insecurity? Totally. Who doesn't? And if I said I didn't, then I'm insecure. Like I totally wrestle with insecurity. I think I've grown to not wrestle it, wrestle with it so much. And I think that's because I've just learned to be comfortable in my own skin. And so I would encourage people, you know, be comfortable in who you are and don't try to be something you're not. Love it. And is that because my next question was, what advice would you give someone who's currently dealing with insecurity? Is that what it is? Yeah, figure out who you are. I think when you... And how would they do that? When you strive to be somebody else or something you're not, that's where insecurity lives the largest. I would say just if you're going to strive, strive to be comfortable in who God's created you to be and be comfortable in your own skin. And there comes this this comfortability and security. And I've heard you say before, if you feel insecure, get around people who are confident and secure, and you'd be Absolutely. crazy how much it starts to rub off on you. You've said that before, and I thought totally. that was brilliant. If you're hanging out with a lot of insecure people, you're just going to start being insecure. So for the record, I wasn't answering the question. I was just was adding really good. what you said. 
<laughs> I'm just reminding Sorry. you. Of, okay. All right. A couple quick ones real quick. Um, bikini or one piece? Bikini. Oh. Totally. I'm down. I was going to go even more inappropriate, but I'll hold, I'll hold my tongue for you for a second. What's your favorite Starbucks drink? Or what's your normal Starbucks drink? Um, a tall blonde Americano with steamed half and half and one Splenda. Okay. Um, what's your guilty pleasure? Dark chocolate. Uh-oh. Or nachos. Botox, yes or no? Totally. Totally for Botox. It, again. Plastic surgery, yes or no? Mm, that wasn't on my list. I just threw it I would there. say give it a go. Give it a go? Why not? Okay. I'm just trying to get to the real you. <laughs> um, so, Next question. Do you want to pause this podcast real quick and go make love? <laughs> <laughs> you couldn't even say it without laughing. Do you? Pause. I'm totally down. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know and what I mean? And we're back. Okay. God, this is my favorite one so far. Um, what are the two most important things in a dating relationship from your opinion? In a dating Because you are the dating guru. You set people up. You're a matchmaker. What are two important things? I would say talk about boundaries. Um, in other words, your first date doesn't equal sex. Like you got to talk about stuff. So I think that's huge. Like especially if this is a dating relationship that you're like, okay, this can go somewhere. Start talking about like what your your boundaries are. I think it sets you up for so much fun and success. Um, and then what was, you said two things? Yeah. Was there anything um, else? I mean, that was a really good answer, but. I don't know. Find find someone that has. Oh, there's a coffee maker again. Coffee's we gotta, done. We got to pour some more coffee. Um, I would say find someone who you can trust and has integrity. Love it. What about online dating sites? Yes or no? Are you down for that? Like, I'd say give it a go, but those things I think are not working out for people. Really? It's, it's been hard. I I think if you haven't been in the whole, but you're dating, down with people doing yeah, it. Yeah, I, I totally, totally. But I we had to figure this out. Like we had to come up with some other way of people meeting. Maybe we just other. make our own dating site. Yeah, but we should do something. Call it Rumble. Isn't there <laughs> one called not. Bumble? I don't know. Honestly, if that's offensive, I don't even know what Bumble is. I'm an idiot. All right, moving on. We're interviewing you. Um, baby, you've started. You're, you're, you're very entrepreneurial. I love it about you. You're also very pastoral. Like as a pastor in community, you're super down to earth. But you, you have this um, – you know more, I would say, about business and just the intuitive part of business. And you, you graduated – with a GED, right? I don't like, have a college degree. Yeah, you don't have yeah. a college degree. I went to college, I I did, studied business, yeah. right? And I'm like, you know more than I do. Like, And I'm pretty good at business. I have a thought, but you just have a real gift. So um, you've started uh, a cleaning company called Purely Clean. You've, you currently have, are launching a candle company called Sweet Serenity. Um, you've worked in multiple businesses. You always kind of rise to the top in everything you do. You're a great leader, manager. Let me ask you. I'm just curious. I want to talk about the companies. Why did you start your candle company? Why did you? Sweet Serenity is a company you have. Why did you start it? Um, it's it was just it was a passion. It was something. Um, Candles I had, is a passion, or I, well, just doing something. I think business in in general. I'm just passionate about, and I have I love candles. And, um, I, the candle has a story behind it. And so I thought, why not have a brand? And I honestly, at the end of the day, my dream is to create a brand. And so I, I said, oh, let's start with a candle and it's been fun. I'm still trying to figure it out. Why did you start the cleaning company years ago called Purely Clean, which was such a successful company and helped us in a very, um, you know, tight time. And you became my sugar mama, which I'm grateful for. Why did you start that company? Was it again, because we were in a tight time? Or? Uh, no, again, I had always dreamed of having a company and I was really good at cleaning and, um, yeah, so I jumped jumped into it and gave it a go. And at the end of the day, you know, 
we all have giftings and I just think you have to be honest with yourself. Some people want to do business and it just doesn't, it just doesn't work out. And, and maybe they shouldn't be they're a, a business owner. Maybe they should work for a company, but I just have a passion to do things. I'm a self-starter and I think I dream big and I just gave it a go and it was successful. I worked really hard. So yeah. And you know what I'll say, which I love about you, which I think keeps coming out and um, you keep hearing repeating this. You kept saying, I give it a go. I give it a go. And you really live your life that way. And I so appreciate that. And I think that's so helpful. It's like, you're, you're not afraid to fail. You're not afraid to give something to try, to change your mind, to give something to go. If it works, awesome. If it doesn't, you're like, then it didn't. But I learned a lot in doing it. You recently here, you had like an order come in from Switzerland. And I was like, I think it's a scam. You're like, I don't think it is. And you went through a process of how to like ship candles to Switzerland and this whole deal. And then you came to find out, you realized yeah. about three weeks into it, like it's a scam. And I think your reply to the man was, shame on you. Totally. <laughs> you know, which was awesome. Um, but I remember you saying, I was like, oh, babe, I'm sorry you wasted time. He's like, it wasn't a waste of time. You're like, now I know how to ship internationally. I went through right. the whole process. I know what to do. You actually didn't ship anything. We didn't lose any money. So you were smart enough and shrewd enough. But I just love you. You're like, let's just give it a go yeah, and you're going to learn. It's probably getting me ready to ship to other countries. I think for me, it was it was more of like, I, I'm, I'm down to fail. And most people don't start anything because they're scared of failure. If you're scared of failure, you'll never do anything great because you're going to fail. And so for me, I'd rather re- I would rather look back on my life and not regret that I didn't do anything. I would rather look back and be like, oh, yeah, I gave it a go and I failed. But at least I gave it a go. We'll figure it out and we'll move on and we'll do something else. So- it sounded like you said, hell yeah. Did it? Did you? Well, maybe but I did. But I think you were saying, how yeah. But you know, yeah. I th- we should title this, hell yeah. Okay, <laughs> moving on. We only got a few more minutes. So give if it you a could, go. If you could put these, that's awesome. If you could put these priorities in order, these four things, okay. what would be the order? I'm assuming God and okay. relationship with God is first. Okay. Marriage, parenting, church, career. So if you were to put like the number one most important priority in your life down to, and they're all important, but if you were to put those on marriage, okay. parenting, church, career, what would it be? I would definitely say marriage because if that just said, doesn't work, then nothing else is going to, it's going to be hard. Um, church, but I would say it's because of community. Like I need a community. Um, and I think church and careers um, is number two. I don't you know put if I could, parenting is at the bottom. Well, you can't raise children without a, a community. Like I, I have great children because so many people surrounded me and helped me. I didn't know I didn't know a thing, but I asked the right questions and I had the right people around me. Okay, yeah. So it's hard to put an order, but I would say community is huge and then parenting and then career. And I think your career so is going to work out. So you put parenting over career. Yeah. I think your career is going to work out because your priorities are right. You can't forsake your kids, man. They're going to be with you for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. And your career will always be there. I love so, that thought, yeah. I don't know if I do it in the same era, but I, I think the marriage would always be first for me. I might put parenting before church, but I love your thought that like to be a good parent, you need a community. Um, and so, yeah, that's actually brilliant. I don't know. That's you make a really good point. I love it. Um, here's a, here's one that's kind of cool. You're so good at hosting parties. You're you are a little miss party animal, and you do a great job. What are some of the most important elements when throwing a party? Like for you, that people like. What are you What are you going for when you throw parties? Which we throw a lot, and you're great at it. The one thing I obsess over is when people walk through my door. I want them to feel like they're home. So. The moment they walk in, I think of what would make that person feel like they're at home, where they could literally let their hair hang out, like take off their shoes, Mm. you know, relax, kick back. And so I think creating a space where it's warm and welcoming. And and, I mean, gosh, that could be a whole podcast, but that's like lighting a candle, having it clean, have some fun food out, like you being comfortable when they walk in. And, And if they're insecure and awkward, like before you know it, they'll start feeling so welcome because you're, you are a great host at making people feel like they're home. Cool. What's the best advice you've ever given our daughter, Serenity? She's 14 now. 
Oh man. Like what's one of the things? Yeah. I mean, you've talked Um, about a lot, but that she can be honest. I think from, from the moment that we could like talk about conversations, I, I remember every Saturday from probably age like seven uh, during the summer, we would go and have coffee together and we would just talk to each other and I would create a space with her where she could just talk about anything. And sometimes we ended up talking about boys or we talk about friends or we talk about God, but it it created this space in our relationship where she could feel honest and be truthful. I love that. That's a great one. Um, Can I, can I go a little more personal now? Yeah. And we're almost done. Okay. I don't know if you'll be mad that I asked this, but I think it's a good one. And you can set, you can plead the fifth. Um, Your parents after, and we love your parents after 20 something years of marriage, they got a divorce. Yeah. How would you say that changed you? It was really hard. I remember... How old were you when they got divorced? I was... You were in your 30s. I I was in my 30s. I don't remember because I don't remember the year. Yeah. How did that change you? Um, I think it changed me in a sense where it was the first time I peeled back a real honest layer of my heart where I was really hurt because all the things for so many years I thought was going on in their marriage actually were happening and then everything ended. Mm Mm-hmm. And so it changed me in the sense of maybe getting really honest with myself. And I remember sitting with you in front of the fireplace one evening and I was crying and I said, man, this is hard. And I said, I couldn't imagine if I was eight years old or 15 years old. You know, I have a loving husband and a great family. And it, it, it made me more compassionate. It made me um, deal with things. I think that was the beginning of me dealing with some stuff that I needed to deal with because I realized I don't want to I don't want to end up in 23 years my life exploding because I wasn't willing 23 years earlier just to deal with stuff. So I think that was the beginning of me saying, I want to deal with some things that are not okay inside of me. Hmm. And you were so amazing during that season. And um, another kind of serious one at age 22, you almost died. We've probably told that before, but you had a stroke and for time's sake, but you, you literally almost died. You were on the operating table, heart surgery, open heart surgery, mm-hmm. took you six to nine months to recover. You couldn't lift your head. You couldn't drive. You couldn't lift anything. It was, it was, it was crazy. It's it was intense. a crazy season. It's a um, almost dying. Not yeah. everyone has experienced that. How would you say that experience changed you at a very young age? I always knew God was real. Um, and I think at that point in my life, I knew that I knew that God was real. You don't have a stroke and go blind and then normally recover. It was a complete miracle that I survived and had lived for 22 years with such a sick heart and no heart murmur and no, no signs of being sick. Um, it changed me. I believed in God, but from that point forward, I believed in God. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And so for me, it's like I have faith for anything, anything, sickness, money. I just believe because I've walked through such a terrible season and could have died and should have died. And I ended up healed and whole and healthy, had three kids. It's a total miracle. And so I would say to anyone's listening, like anything's possible. Yeah. And so I, I believe, I believe that God can do anything. And I'm so glad you lived. I never, I remember it changed me. I mean, I know it's changed us both. I think it changed me in a way that, you know, I could never put words to of thinking of like what it would be like to lose my, my wife, you know, and, and all that. It's crazy how hard things like that, if we turn to God, it draws closer to God. And somehow, if you're out there and you don't know God, you don't subscribe to faith, that's okay. Thank you for listening to this podcast, by the way. That's not all we talk about here, but it definitely comes up pretty regularly because mm-hmm. it's how Jen and I have lived our lives. 
I don't know how people do it, in fact, without that, without, without Jesus, without hope in hard times. And when we did turn to God in, in the very difficult times, it's amazing how he somehow turns it to good. And I think, you know, what's the difference between person following God and someone not? It's like, well, we have hope in the midst of it. Mm-hmm. And um, you definitely are a walking testimony of that. And maybe we'll take some time in some of the future podcasts to kind totally. of talk about that story. And it's amazing. Babe, you did really good. Thanks. Yeah. That was that was easier than I thought. I hope this helps you <laughs> at the very least. I hope you smiled and laughed a little bit. If we made you uncomfortable, that was the goal in some ways. But um, hopefully some of the things that Jen said, I learned a lot. And I'm not just saying that. I really did. My wife's always teaching me. I learned so much from her. Um, she makes me a better man. And um, hey, we believe in you. Hope you have the best week of your life. We just kind of believe coming into this year, we're January 2019, or it might be February by the time this thing airs. We film it uh, like a week in advance. But um, hey, the best days are ahead of us. Yes. And um, thank you to the whole crew here, the 700 people you, that Vic. have done this. Victoria Huffman. Soundcheck Vic. Thank you. We're going to pack it up, guys. We're going to roll out. Hey, <laughs> love you very much. Here's the whole truth and nothing but the truth. All right, see ya. See ya.